You're listening to Inside the House on the Mitchell Talks Network. Governor Stitt has declared a state of emergency for Oklahoma due to the COVID-19 pandemic. For the foreseeable future, Inside the House will be distributing special programming devoted solely to the issues affecting Oklahomans during the crisis. Today's guest is House Appropriations and Budget Chairman Kevin Wallace. The chairman addressed the expected revenue shortfall and explained the plans to mitigate this crisis. Support for this podcast is provided by the Oklahoma State Medical Association, encouraging all Oklahomans to do our part to combat COVID-19. Just small steps like washing your hands and maintaining social distance can make a large difference in slowing the spread of infection. We can beat coronavirus together. Learn more about the Oklahoma State Medical Association at okmed.org. Good morning. Good morning to you, Mr. Chairman. This is the chairman of House A&B Committee, and we'll just go ahead and tell people appropriations and budget, which is a very important committee. Well, one of the most important committees, and you're in a fraternity of men and women who have been chairs of those committees, which includes, as, as you know, I always bring this up, the last Democrat A&B chair in Oklahoma history was my pop, who's in Lindsay right now, at 85, sheltered in place. If he's out doing stuff outside of the house, he's in trouble. But it's good to talk to you, Mr. Chairman. Good to talk to you. Uh, I'm glad to hear your dad's doing well. It's doing great. And my brother's making sure that they stay locked in the house, and that's how that, that rolls. So I pick up this morning, and I see my friend Don Shelton from the Luther Register. There was the uh, Chairman Wallace report, and I saw those two words, which strike fear in the heart of Oklahomans everywhere, the words revenue failure. And for those just tuning in, we've had this little thing called Corona virus that is just disruptive life not just in oklahoma but on this planet and you were going uh, along we had a great budget year going and things were going swimmingly and then boom it happens so before people get too worked up about the term revenue failure house leadership you've been working on a solution so could you start with what a revenue failure is what it means to the people and our audience today is going to be largely parents and, and folks interested in education and your plan to backfill this thing so that we don't let's uh, be one less bit of pain that we feel this year sure absolutely um you know yes the term revenue failure is always a negative term there's no doubt about that but uh to start with to explain it uh when it comes to appropriating a state budget we only appropriate 95 percent of an estimate so the current year's budget is where you'd end up with a revenue failure. And what that means is the revenues did not come in to the point of 95%. That 95 to 100% cushion that you typically have based on the estimate and then what we appropriate uh, typically gets you through in a normal year. As you mentioned earlier, this definitely is not a normal year or maybe even a century. Uh, time will tell, and of course, history. Um, what will be uh, interesting to see what really pans out here. But uh, so what it looks like, and, and since the coronavirus has hit the uh, legislature, both the House and Senate has been working with the Tax Commission, uh, been uh, meeting with the governor's staff, the Office of Management and Enterprise Services, uh, looking at the numbers and, and the revenue coming in. We believe that we're going to fall below that 95% threshold. So there in turn creates the revenue failure. And so 
the Board of Equalization is going to meet next Tuesday. Um, they're certifying the number when they come in on that, that date. And it's going to be roughly 219 million. That's 219 million less than the 95% number. So what we do have at our fingertips, because we're in a pretty good financial shape as far as our savings, um, in the rain day fund, which is the constitutional reserve fund that was created in article 10 of the Oklahoma constitution, section 23, current balance in that fund is $806 million. So we can access up to three eighths of that with a failure or the amount of the failure. The three eighths value would be like 302 million, but we're going to only access the 219 or the exact number. And we'll have that probably this Friday, the very exact down to the cent on the failure. And then what will happen, the legislature will come in, appropriate the money from the rainy day over to general revenue. Uh, agency allocations go out around the 14th of each month. So come April 14th here in a week and a half, when those allocations go up, there will be or out there will be no uh, interruption or disruption to the agency. It will be business as normal, and uh, everything will just keep on flowing. So that's that's basically the revenue failure for FY20 in a nutshell and how uh, we have a plan, a solution to work through it. And thank goodness we do have a uh, decent-sized savings account to uh, you know help us ride out this tide. So you've just... I mean, people were asking the question. There's so much going on. You just sort of ripped off the Band-Aid. Boom. Revenue failure's coming. This is how we're going to fix it. Yeah. I mean, we've been there before. I personally have been there before when we've had revenue failures and literally didn't have the money in savings. Um, you never want this. It's not uh, something that was done poorly based on the estimate. It's uh, something that was unpredicted. It's a global pandemic that's really hitting. And then, of course, the uh, state of Oklahoma is an energy-driven state. Uh, we've got global games being played with the price of oil uh, between the Saudis and Russia that we have no control over as well. So when these things happen, thank goodness we're just in a, a financial uh, state that we've saved the money and uh, can, can tap into that rainy day. And that's what it's there for and keep um, stability in all the agencies and core services rolling for our citizens. Now you work closely with Senator Thompson and now you're working with the governor's office. Is with the legislature out, how much can you do to prepare? We, we're looking at the public health experts tell us we're about to start hitting that real steep uh, run here in Oklahoma. The legislature has made the 31st. I mean, you got to be gone. I think it's the 29th this year, right? So what can you do to be prepping before the they drop the green flag and the legislature comes back to get ready? And here's the second part of that question. The stimulus money, the CARES Act, is that a factor at all into what you're talking about? Are those expected money coming from the feds? Well, three or four questions there. To to answer your first one, yes, we have to be out of uh, session. We have to sign a die by the last Friday in May, which is the 29th. That is accurate. Um, we have passed in the House a where we can vote by proxy. Uh, there's two checks and balances. You can turn in, a, if you're a Republican, to the whip. If you're a Democrat, you can turn into the minority leader, but you also have to turn into the clerk of the House where your position vote would be on a particular bill. So there's two checks and balances on making sure the vote is correct. We will be able to operate uh, on the House side without necessarily having all 101 members on the floor. Leadership is also having discussions about um, with members there, perhaps having them come in and vote, uh, watching remotely uh, from 
their offices, which we'll work out the details on the schematic of that as, as we get closer. Um, so we will conduct business and continue to govern. So moving on to, to the next part of that process, you know, just because we, we work on and finish up a, a budget, we do not have to sign a die. And I would say that we'd probably just uh, recess to a call of a chair. That's what we've done for the last week and a half. Um, we can come in, uh, prop up FY20, continue to work on 21, uh, complete it, um, and then just recess to a call of the chair. And if something you know major goes wrong in between now and the 29th of May, we could come back in, take action, and um, you know fix any problems that might arise. There's also you know the stabilization fund is another backstop that we've discussed and have in place that uh, we're working on the mechanics of. If we fall below or through that 219 million, um, making a statutory change to allow uh, the additional failures to be picked up out of that fund as well. So, I mean, we've been working and planning and you know strategically looking at all possibilities and just making sure that we will come through this. This too will pass. Um, Things that are out of our control, but the things that we can control and prop up the agencies and make sure there's stability and confidence in our services and what we really need for Oklahomans, we're going to continue to do. We just had uh, Mr. Bushy on at the top of the hour and your colleague, uh, Chairwoman Baker, on from House Education Committee. So we've got a lot of educators. Uh, we also have a lot of parents that are on right now. What's the what's the good word, uh, Coach Wallace? Uh, help us out understand what the good news in all of this. If you're a parent, if you're a student in Oklahoma schools, what is the, the our takeaway this morning from those folks worried about education in Oklahoma? Well, I, I can tell you that the, the funding will continue to flow. I, it is a time that you know is uncharted waters. I know that uh, I rely heavily on our policy chair in the House, which is Representative Baker. You mentioned her name earlier. Uh, Joy Hoffmeister, superintendent, they're working through this and, and coming up with alternative ways to continue the curriculum. Uh, I know that there was conversations going on with the uh, Chancellor of Higher Ed, Chancellor Johnson. They have the OneNet system uh, trying to access or provide uh, even virtual for the public schools to pick up on to finish out the year. And, you know, we will work through this. That's one thing about Oklahoma Strong. You know, we, we face challenges, seems like more often than we should, but uh, it's one thing about the people of Oklahoma. We always rise for the occasion, and we'll come through this and, and be successful. There's no doubt about it. So I will, and, and I know I never did finish up on your kind of question before. On that stimulus money that you're talking about, uh, the CARES, and then there's one other thing that's coming in that I want to mention. There is a... FMAP enhancement package, which for the last quarter of 20 and for the first quarter of 21, a total of about $180 million coming in for healthcare agencies. And then, of course, on that stimulus package, $1.5 billion will roll into the state of Oklahoma. Um, currently, what we're looking at, about $844 million of it will come directly to the state. There will be a portion that will go directly to municipalities over 500,000 and then on into smaller cities, uh, business owners. Uh, it's And we're having staff, legal staff, dig into all the nuances of the bill and see exactly how we can interject that into our agencies and into the budgets and how it will roll into 21 and then into our FY22 budget as well.
anything that our audience can do to help you uh, in leadership and both parties. Just before you went home, before they were recess subject called the chair, you caucused with the Democrats. So you're talking with everybody. What can we do to help? Well, you know, we, we need to go ahead and, and stay focused, The you know, stay in place and, and keep our social distance. Uh, I would express great concern to make sure businesses become uh, creative in their ways to continue to operate. Number one, public safety. And, uh, you know, don't panic, number one. Uh, be cognizant of your thoughts, of your surroundings, keeping your distance, and then uh, just moving through the process and, and, and let this run its course. And I have no doubt that the the intellectual minds that are working on vaccines and will have something in place in a short time. Um, the other countries of what they've experienced and we've learned from their um, actions that they've taken uh, and we'll be able to get through this and, and it will it will pass. Inside the House is a Mitchell Talks production. Follow us on Twitter, Inside House OK, and on Facebook, Inside House OK.